country affairs, talking about what's happening around the country. And financially, it's so important that we make those links, which we've been able to do over the last six months or so uh, through Veronica Johnson here at uh, Broome Circle, linking up with a number of financial counsellors, not just across the Kimberley, but uh, heading far and wide now with uh, finding out how uh, finance is an issue in and around their locations. Well, you couldn't get further than uh, pretty much uh, around uh, Warburton and on the WA border where we find uh, Daniel Amson who works with the Nanangyara Council. Daniel, hello, welcome. Good morning, Sandy. How are you? Good. You'd be nearly creeping into lunchtime, or are you on the same time as we are here in WA? Uh, no, I'm on the same time as WA, so 20 past 10. Oh, yes, but you'd be virtually on the border. Um, um, kind of. Some of some of our communities in Northern Territory, some are still WA. Oh, beautiful, because that's what I'd like to know more about, just your links and the uh, people you come in contact with. So um, Nanajara Council, um, we consist of like 11 communities scattered over 250,000 square kilometres of WA. And we have around 2,700 Yamanu people. That's quite a, a lot. Yeah. For uh, just a big area. So that means you're reaching out far and wide there, Daniel. Yeah, well, we, um, we service people from Laberton all the way up to our remotest community, which is uh, Kiratara, right up sort of in the middle of, oh, almost in the middle of WA, sort of, Close to again, that's close to Northern Territory border. Yeah, I know Kirikura. Uh, that has a lot of links as well with the Kimberley. Yes. Oh, it's like uh, making those links around uh, the the state and into the Kimberley with the what you do for the Nanangara Council there. Daniel, what made you head to that part of the world? Um, so we uh, originally moved up to Warburton about four years ago. My wife was a school teacher and got offered a position up here. So we gave up city life and come out and I've actually fallen in love with the place. I understand it's beautiful country out there from uh, just conversations I've had with lots of people over the years, although the weather can be cold uh, during winter and uh, pretty scorching during summer months, eh? Yes, it's, it's um, been very dry lately, actually. We haven't had a lot of rain, but our last summer was quite hot. We were up into the 40s for a, quite a few weeks there, and the winters 
starting to warm up again. I think we're having like 23 degree days, so we're not complaining. <laughs> You've done well uh, lasting four years there. You've done really well. Daniel, what is your work involved other than with the services you provide and uh, all of the outreach that you have? What do you cover? Um, we cover many different things. Um, being so remote and being a bit isolated from all other services, we we do um, basic financial information right through to deceased estates, taxation. Um, we advocate for people. We work alongside our CDP programs, our Thrive programs, um, also the banking sector. You have to be fairly talented to do all of that. Uh, and with uh, the service being so remote, uh, can be difficult at times, can it? Oh, it's it's... Yeah, it's dreadful sometimes. It's very easy for some of the people in the cities to, you know, you ring up a department and they go, oh, just nip to your local post office or nip down to here. Well, unfortunately, our nearest post office is 800 kilometres away and our major cities 1,600 kilometres away. So it's not just as simple as or just nip down to the, you know. How do you deal with all of that? I mean, uh, technology is just marvellous with what it can do. But, yes, uh, the the isolation, does um, technology always work? No, not always. Um, so we rely heavily on mobile signal for, like, our internet service and phone service. We've had that um, drop out and we've gone a week or so without any communication to the outside world. Um yeah, it's very difficult at times. It can be difficult, especially when you're pretty much remote. Do you have anyone assisting you with what you do? Um, I've got, a, so I have a co-worker with me. There's two of us. We, we're pretty good at bouncing things off. Um, the, the, the teams that we speak to, so banking sectors and that, they're um, getting better with understanding like how remote we actually are and we've had a few of the teams actually come out and visit and they're just quite over overwhelmed with yeah how isolated we are and they do their absolute best in understanding and it, it's easy to understand when you've got say the Kimberley for instance and uh, uh, people are, are networking together quite regularly, even though dis- dis- distances can be uh, a little bit wide. But uh, there it's quite scary by the sounds because who's the nearest uh, point of call for you? Who do you lean on? Um, so we either lean on Alice Springs or we lean on Perth. Um, there's sort of not really anybody in in between because we, yeah, are rules different in the Northern Territory to what they are here in Western Australia? Um, with certain things, yes, but they're pretty pretty much similar across the board. Um, I, again, our biggest issue is also time difference. So we've got to try and sort of juggle all our phone calls and all of that to, to match those other 
um, different states and um, I've tried calling over east once and they were three hours ahead of us and yeah, two o'clock in the afternoon they've all closed up for the day and we're still working and trying to get everything done. <laughs> and in the early mornings we are uh, trying to contact them and they're pretty much in the middle of the day at lunch or brunch. That's right. I've had some of them say, oh, if you call me at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, well, I'm not really getting out of bed at 5 o'clock my time to give you a call. Yeah, well, that can be crazy at times. How about language barriers? How do you go there? Uh, language is very, very tricky. Um, yeah, sometimes that's why we do a lot of um, advocating for them and even trying to, even myself, try and interpret what they're actually meaning and, and what they are after is it, it is very difficult. And to speak to people in the bigger cities, again, um, a lot of them get very frustrated and sort of a bit impatient because it's, yeah, they're not really understanding what the person is asking. And, um, yeah, you just sort of got to say, oh, look, you've got to be patient, you've got to listen it, it gets out eventually. And then there's the concepts. They're very different, eh, the, the line of thinking? Oh, very different, yes. How do you work in with uh, amalgamating <laughs> with, uh, just uh, uh, non-Aboriginal and Aboriginal line of uh, thinking together? Um, so, like, at the moment we're offering, we started doing... Um, education workshops and basically I've had to pull everything apart to adapt it to these the people's culture and and their understandings there's so many big words and and explanations that you've just got to yeah you literally you're pulling it apart to make it culturally awareness um, so they can understand it in their language without making them feel silly in a way. Yeah, and then there's getting uh, non-Aboriginal people to understand. You do a lot of those workshops. Yes, we, we, we've, we've um, decided, come to the conclusion that we have to, like um, with the way society's going, you know, we're becoming a digital era, so... You know, money is becoming a thing of the past and we're all going bank cards and online banking and all of that sort of stuff. And we've had to bring in so much of it. So, and teaching them, you know, how it all, how to safely use banking and how to use a computer. And um, it's very challenging, right? For myself being brought up where, you know, you can jump on a computer and away it goes. Trying to teach people that have no idea, it, it, it's very challenging. A little on having a computer at home, which is uh, <laughs> another aspect. How about the, the use of mobile phones? Uh, many use mobiles. Um, they, we have quite a lot of mobiles, very basic mobile. So again, it's we know how to dial in a number and, and make a phone call, but when it comes to like apps and all of this sort of stuff, again, that's trying to to put computers into the hands of people that have only really in so many years ago um, learned what society is. You know, you, you look at Kirikara and 
those, those people literally walked out of the, the, the bush and the desert and never seen a white person. And now they're going, well, here's a computer. You've got to be able to do this. And here's money. You've got to manage that. And it's, it's very difficult. It is, isn't it? I mean, it can seem to be a, a difficulty, but when you think of it, who's the smartest, eh? Uh, those uh, people that have just um, picked up every bit of uh, technology, but uh, let alone just coming out of um, uh, remoteness there that have uh, um, made the adjustments there to adapt, hey? Yeah. So it's the resilience, isn't it? That's right, yes. Very much so. And it would test a lot of your resilience as well, wouldn't it? Yes. And um, so this is where we've got uh, one of our uh, partnership programs with the Australian Banking Association is introducing community identification um, for the for the people, because um, you know that's hard across across all the boards. But we've got people that technically don't have a birth date. It's, they can tell you they were born in this season and under that under that tree. But to get them an, an identification and to get them recognised on who they are again is another big big challenge where everybody wants paper documents or this has to be registered or all of that sort of stuff. Oh, Daniel, you'll be there for another 40 years or so. Just um, I, yeah. I think 40 years and we still might not have actually caught up with how quickly things are going. No, no, it would be difficult with that. But uh, with uh, your service and what other financial counsellors do across the... State, you're you're really trying to work on the same concepts, aren't you? With um, try assisting each other and being able to uh, introduce uh, technology, but also just um, making sure that it's done with dignity too. That's right. We we aim to you know educate as as as, as culturally appropriate as we can without the people being taken advantage of, you know, and being able to live in society and, you know, function as, as normally as they possibly can. But again, without changing their beliefs and what they have grown up with to understand. Understanding is just, well, <laughs> Uh, a weird one uh, because <laughs> I suppose you can uh, take me out into the bush and I'd be totally lost uh, there. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's just uh, concepts we've uh, got to be able to grapple. And in fact, that is just been the most fascinating part of this conversation uh, as an introduction to what you do there, Daniel, and even meeting you. Yes, thank you. And uh, thank you so much. I just hope we can uh, talk to you regularly there from um, that beautiful part of the country. Yes, we look forward to it. And thank you very much for sharing. We really appreciate it. Look forward You're welcome, Sandy. To talking to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.